This is Filtered Through Fiction, where we look at life through the lens of our favorite fiction. This week, covering Chapter 2 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Dobby's Warning. Dobby! (laughs) Yes, our first look at Dobby. He's so cute. He is. And disgusting at the same time. Yeah, like bat-like features, (laughs) like... But those big eyes. Big, bulging green <laughs> eyes. <laughs> okay, you ready for a recap? I can't wait for this recap. Really? I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. Hopefully I live up to the hype. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Harry's walked into his bedroom where he plans to make no noise and pretend he isn't there to find Dobby the house elf on his bed. A complication he doesn't necessarily need with the Dursleys entertaining the Masons downstairs. Dobby is very honored to meet Harry and is amazed at how kind of a wizard he is, since he's not familiar with decent wizards, including the family he is bound to serve for all his life. Dobby shares that he's come to keep Harry safe from harm by warning him that there are plots and schemes for this upcoming year at Hogwarts, and he wants Harry to promise he won't return. It's so hard not to do stuff in Dobby's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Harry ain't having it. He's got to go back because it's the only place he belongs. Harry's unable to guess the details of Dobby's warnings since he's trying to also navigate what questions to ask so Dobby won't punish himself. (laughs) Another complication brought on by his asshole wizard family. We just happen to know their asshole. Spoiler alert, we know who his family is. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <clears throat> As Dobby is trying to convince Harry to stay home, he ends up revealing he's been intercepting Harry's letters from his friends and attempts to use them as a bargaining chip to get Harry to stay home at Dursley Incorporated for the year. <laughs> Just for everyone, because I don't think we've ever shared that inside joke on the podcast. We were in a book club where we were discussing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And Mm -hmm. when some various attendees were talking about former places that they worked, but didn't want to name them, we just called it Dursley Incorporated. (laughs) Okay. So... This is a step too far for Harry, and he refuses to agree to stay away from Hogwarts this year. Game on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In an attempt to keep Harry in trouble and home at Dursley Incorporated, Dobby uses magic to ruin Aunt Petunia's dessert by dropping it everywhere in the kitchen. The magic brings an owl with a message from the Ministry of Magic warning Harry he's not to use magic outside of school. Something the Dursleys didn't know about till now. Harry is, of course, banished to his room for an indeterminate amount of time where Uncle Vernon has put bars on his window. He's hungry and he's bored and he's losing hope as he falls asleep one night only to wake to find Ron Weasley outside his window. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. It is. So fun. All right. 
You said you had stuff to talk oh about. My gosh. So at least one of us does. I do. Kidding. I do. And I have, I have a hot a few seat. Things. I have two options for a hot seat Whoa. question. I have like three whole points to talk about. <laughs> Actually, I told you that this is the episode where I will make my favorite point to date. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but you're saving that, right? You want to like. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you go first. Um, okay. Well, my first point is when Harry and Dobby are getting to know each other <laughs> and Dobby's explaining his situation and life as a house elf. Okay. Um, like you said, sometimes they remind him to do extra punishments. Like he's describing this hellish slave life, yeah. right? And Harry says, but why don't you leave? Escape. <laughs> And I just, I was like, man, the privilege (laughs) that you have that you think, I mean, first of all, why don't you leave escape pot kettle? Like your life fucking sucks. I'm just going to remind you in the previous book, how many times we use the phrase, their hypocrisy knows no bounds. (laughs) Cause it's coming in the next chapter too. Uh (laughs) Like, what makes you think he can just leave? Where is he going to go? How is he going to support himself? What about the other house elves that he probably loves? And yeah. maybe he's in a relationship. You don't freaking know anything, <laughs> Harry Potter. You know nothing. I was, Harry say, I was like, <laughs> Harry Potter grows up to be Jon Snow. Snow. <laughs> <gasps> Jon Snow's way hotter, though. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I just it just m- sent me on a little mental path about privilege and how sometimes we think it's just so easy. Yeah. <sighs> and just like how um like sometimes we mean well, like yeah. trying to provide a solution, but like we don't take any time to understand context. Yeah. Or to under actually understand Dobby's situation. Like, yeah. yeah, he knows he's with a shit wizard family, but like But he knows nothing he different. He knows nothing about like the rules that literally bind him to this family and stuff. And I'm like, How about you take some time to fully understand this situation before you're like Yeah. Oh, why don't you just try to escape? It's yeah. like, oh, so easy. Oh, shit. Sure. Didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. That open door <laughs> can't just walk through it. Darn. <laughs> no, idiot. There's more to it than that. I don't know. It's uh, it's not super deep, but it just was a, a moment that I thought was like, hmm, yeah, don't do that, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. Also, just the way that Harry has no idea how to deal with Dobby in yeah. his emotions, that rang a little um, <laughs> close to home also. He needed like a little there, there stick. <laughs> he did. There, there. There, there, from a distance. <laughs> Don't want to touch you in your dirty pillowcase. You're but... going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... Sometimes having children is like having a house elf where you're just like, I don't know what to do with this emotion right now. I don't, I don't know how to handle you. Like, can you just stop, please? Mm -hmm. Can you can and I'm, I do the same thing where it's just like, well, can't you just stop feeling that way? (laughs) (laughs) Why why are you hitting your head against the wall? Will you please stop doing that? (laughs) Like, so many instances of watching children do things 
that make no sense and that you're like, <laughs> man, I know when you come out the other side of this, you're going to see the, you know, overreaction sure. and, the, you know, how much stress you put on your life for the fact that I asked you to clean your room. Yeah. And if you just did it, you'd get it done and it'd be fine. Mm -hmm. But like, man, in the moment, I, uh, uh, I don't know how to handle you. <laughs> like, what is this meltdown? <laughs> Yeah. Handle with care. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. That's pretty much what I do. I just give them cookies and tell them to <laughs> get on with their lives. So later at the end of the chapter, it's kind of, it's kind of payback <laughs> because Do Dobby in trying to do good, sure, you know, air quotes, good, trying to keep Harry from go going to Hogwarts, just like Harry trying to do good. Yeah. trying to get Dobby to just walk away from being sure. a house elf. He, you know, he gets Harry in trouble by doing magic. And, you know, he's trying to do something good. Sure. But it ultimately leads to worse punishment for Harry. Right. Worse, you know, he doesn't, Dobby doesn't know Harry's situation in the Dursley's house. He doesn't yeah. know that he's, you know, locked away, treated like, you know, it's, it's a very similar situation, really. He doesn't have to... Well, yeah, he does kind of do slave stuff with all the oh, yeah, yard like, work and punishments yeah. and all of that. So he kind of gets him... It kind of goes both ways, you know? Dobby just comes into this situation and is like, I'm going to fix this. Here, magic. Ha -ha, now you can't up. come up. <laughs> and then Harry's locked in a room getting, you know food passed to him two through bathroom breaks mm -hmm. he has food passed to him through a cat flap mm -hmm. bars on his window his headwig is locked up right which that makes me more sad than anything <laughs> <laughs> like headwig needs to fly she needs to fly she needs to go catch her little right dinners yes it's so sad he gives her the soggy vegetables from the bottom of <laughs> no. his bowl. Like, that's not owl food. That's not what an owl wants. No. I don't know. These are all very minor. Like, I thought I had a lot to talk about, but it's mostly <laughs> just little points that are fun. And I don't have a lot to say about them. But I do have one other that is this dream that he's having oh, yeah. at the end of the chapter. I don't know. I just read a book... I didn't mean to bring out here, but... <laughs> but it's here. <laughs> it's here. Um, I read Milk Fed by Bel Melissa Broder, um, and it had so many dreams in it. It was like... Oh, really? It was like she was using dreams as, like, biblical prophecy. Like, they were just... Gotcha. Too many. <laughs> like, just tell the story. What We don't have to have all yeah. the metaphors. So maybe I was feeling a little, like, uh, over it with dreams. Sure. I don't know, but... Um, it's a little on point, you know, he dreams he's on a, sh he's in a zoo and the card at attached at his cage says underage wizard <laughs> and people are just staring at him as he's laying there starving and weak on a bed of straw. Um, and he asks, he sees Dobby in the crowd, asks him for help and Dobby says, Harry Potter is safe here, sir. <laughs> And vanishes. And then the Dursleys appear. Dudley rattles the bars of the cage, laughing at him. And then he kind of wakes up to Ron yeah. outside his window. But um, I don't know. Just the the metaphor of, like, being in a zoo for Harry and how 
he is really on show from before. Uh, I mean, even before he knows who he is, like sure. we discovered in the first book, you know, it, there's people that are like, oh, you know, whispering about him as he walks by because there's wizards in the muggle world that know who he is. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's in a different realm <laughs> than a lot of <laughs> other yeah. wizards and a lot of us can relate to because he's he's like a child star yeah <laughs> you know like yeah that's like exactly he what he is choose it he you know maybe it could be cool but also like he has no he has no privacy he has no say in what's happening i mean this yeah. goes back to my frustrations we'll call it with dumbledore <laughs> on how he doesn't talk to harry about anything yeah. like he doesn't give him he doesn't give him the right to have any say in his own right. story. Kind of takes that away from him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, it's like a little sad little dream and yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> but then Ron. But then Ron yeah. comes to the rescue, which we'll talk about next, next week. Oh, Ron. Yeah. Well, are you ready for know. this? Yeah. I want to hear your point. Cause I know it's going to be good. Oh, you... no, it's going to be funny. <laughs> oh, yes. Can we talk about how fucking relatable it is that Harry asks Dobby, an unexpected, uninvited guest, the reason for his visit? <laughs> He's like, so uh, is there any particular reason you're here? And as an introvert, man, I felt that so hard. And like... As somebody who does have a leadership position at work, but like an introvert, like there's probably nothing I hate more than someone just popping into my <laughs> office, but like it's a part of it and I understand that, but like there just yesterday a guy popped in and part of me wanted to be like, is there any particular reason for your visit? <laughs> like I got shit to do, bro, you know? <laughs> But I don't think I've ever related to Harry more <laughs> than in the moment when I understand there's more complications to his, like, I'm trying to fly super under the radar here, dude, and you're a fucking house elf. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, my God, I have never related to Harry more than in the moment where it's like somebody stops by unexpectedly invites themselves in i mean like harry has the unfortunate experience to find dobby already in his room right it'd be like getting home and there's somebody sitting in your living room it'd be like i would walk back out yeah (laughs) like bye let me know when you leave um but yeah god the amount of energy that costs an introvert yeah is i can't explain it Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you're like on mission, like Harry needed to be quiet. He needed to have this like, go to your room, pretend you don't exist situation. Like a lot of people don't believe me when I tell them I'm an introvert because I'm pretty good at like, you know, people think introvert equals shy. Yeah. Well, and like, really, it just means I, if I have to recharge my batteries, I'm going to do that by myself. People drain me no matter how outgoing I am, Mm -hmm. no matter how fun I am. Like when I like all of that's going to drain me. Yes. Yeah. And so like 
I even sometimes forget that I'm an introvert (laughs) because I am like I can I'm adaptable and I can talk to anybody and like, you know, I'm tend to be a little more over talkative sometimes, (laughs) but I never notice it more than when I'm trying to do something and I'm like by myself getting a task done Mm -hmm. and someone interrupts me. Yeah. And someone interrupts me with like no express purpose. Sure. (laughs) Like can I fucking help you? <laughs> what? And I don't. That's I probably the phrase that I eat the most. <laughs> Meaning I don't let it escape my mouth. Yeah. It's like, can I fucking help you? Like, <laughs> seriously. Well, for unfortunately for my family, I work from home. So they're the ones that are doing this to me. But I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm in the process of like trying to read something, trying to interpret something, trying to rewrite make sense of something in like this industry that I don't know anything about. And I'm like, and then somebody's like, Hey, uh, I'm going to make lunch. Do you want anything? Like, just make me a fucking sandwich and put it in front of my (laughs) face or don't. And I'll get my own food when I have a minute, but like, don't interrupt me when I'm on like a mission to get something done because it throws me for such a loop. Like I need to be, isolated in a cave when I'm doing something (laughs) yeah I will say much more grace for like when somebody stops by and they actually are like hey you got a minute and they need something yeah it's like the chit chat small talk that I'm like you're fired no (laughs) 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 I can't actually I mean we go through entire processes when it comes to termination Mm -hmm. so other than that, I don't think I really have moments. I just th- think there are two kind of big themes in this chapter. And I think that's the parallel of Dobby and house elves with their service and slavery. Mm-hmm. And then I think just the power of kindness, mm-hmm. you know, like how undone by Harry's simple politeness. Yes. That Dobby, you know, how undone he is because he's not used to kindness. Yeah. Harry offers him a seat and he like loses his shit. He's like, I've never been asked to sit down before. And I'm like, who the fuck doesn't ask someone to sit down? (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, people who aren't decent wizards. That's Mm you. But yeah. I mean, I don't know if we, how much we want to get into like <laughs> slavery indentured servitude. And I think we'll talk, I think we'll talk more about it later when Hermione gets yeah. involved, but who decided that house elves should be basically slaves? How did that happen? How did that, uh, you know, was Dobby yeah. born into it? Was he purchased somewhere? Yeah. Like, how does all of this stuff work? And why are people <laughs> such assholes? I almost, I had to stop myself. Like, because so many of my questions were, like, with, like, other things we could talk about. Like, trigger warning would be self-harm and things mm, like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why does he obviously feel compelled to hurt himself? I'm like, is there, like, a spell in place, yeah, there you has know, to or be. something? And so I nearly went down this rabbit hole of, like, researching all things house elves, and I would not <laughs> let myself, because I knew I would just talk about it here. <laughs> but No, but I want to know. So can you please go do that research and come back? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> yeah. 
No, there has to be. There has to be some sort of enchantment on them because, spoiler alert, when they're, you know, if they gain their freedom later, yeah, they don't beat themselves up all the time once they're yeah. free from their, the wizards that they were living under. So there's got to be something that happens with that contract of sure. working working yeah. <laughs> for the wizards that um, causes that. But it's fucking awful and I hate it. Same, same, <laughs> same. I just don't understand people who think anyone is less than them sure. enough that that's how they're going to treat them. Yeah. Um, one of the things, and it's like, obviously, not obviously, but like the, I, these are things that I think we know, but sometimes we don't think of them in like those explicit terms, but... I'm reading the book Hero of Two Worlds, which is about Lafayette. Ooh, yes. Um, in the Lafayette from like Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> the Marquis de Lafayette. Yes. If Roman oui, were here. Oui, he mon ami, je m'appelle Lafayette. I'm the Lancelot of the revolutionary set. Yes. <laughs> Him. But um, That guy. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. David Diggs. Yeah. Who is so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. And, uh, you know, just reading as the American Revolution was going on and into the French Revolution, um, how initially he did not connect the two things in terms of the American Revolution for equality and freedom. He did not equate that with slaves, which is why I really want to read a book on John Lawrence. Yeah. Because he, from the very beginning, was like, he he did not separate the two. For him, he was like, it's freedom and equality for all. Mm -hmm. But just seeing in, like, correspondence and things like that, when they're talking about losses of lives and assets and things like that, like when they talked about a loss of slaves, slaves were included in assets of property. Yeah. Like we lost this many lives in the, in the battle. And then slaves are literally not listed in lives. They're listed in property, property. damages yeah. and property loss. And I love that he eventually like, thanks to John Lawrence, uh, I begins to see like, if I'm going to define my life by the values of equality and freedom, then I better figure out what that really means because I can't say I live by these things and not really know what they mean. And he eventually, um, like he actually pushed George Washington very hard. He was like, you need to basically start this battle now, now that, um, America has won its freedom from the British. And like, of course, John, or John, George Washington was like, literally had like over 300 slaves. Like, yeah. wasn't gonna happen. But I love that he continued to push him and push him. And then eventually, uh, really fought for the freedom of African slaves. Yeah. Well, and that he grew and changed. Yeah. Like, that's really... Awesome. That he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he was like, didn't even realize it and then yeah. learned and was able to change his mind. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's people, people did that. What people a can do that. Concept. What? I didn't know you could change your mind about yeah. something. Didn't know you could learn and grow. What? <laughs> 
weird. It was so weird. <laughs> None for me, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I I think the thing that's so disgusting about what you're saying, like how someone can look at someone else, like and see them as less than, like less than to a point of I don't even see you as human. Right. I see you as property. Like yeah. that's fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I've read a lot of usually fiction, but yeah, I don't know if I've read any nonfiction about like actual chattel slavery in the South. I don't know if I could do it, but didn't you with the new Jim Crow? Uh, or that's was it, not that's I know it was not a, lot really of a lot of slavery. Yeah, okay, that's the new Jim. It's like kind of yeah, no. like within the incarceration system. Yes, okay. Sorry. It's definitely mentioned in a lot of the nonfiction books that I've read in terms of like racial reconciliation, but I haven't like read like a history mm. biography of somebody, anything like that. That's you like read really deep souls. in it. It's on my shelf. It's literally on my <laughs> shelf. <laughs> Spoiler alert. People in the church are not going to like a lot of those chapters. <laughs> I also have one that um, is called The Cross and the Lynching Tree that I don't Ooh. think people in the church like too much either. But It's going on my TBR. Um, I have a whole bunch I can put on your TBR. Um, anywho, in a lot of the fiction that I've read when they're talking about it, the thing that like... Like, all of the, the violence and the beatings and all of that is obviously disgusting and, yeah. you know, never should happen to human beings. But the thing that gets me almost every fucking time is when the, the people were looked at as property, yeah. the buying and selling of family. Yeah. <laughs> and taking children away from their mothers, who were often the product of rape yeah. by their owner... And then just selling them to another yeah. another plantation down the road or three states away or whatever and taking these babies fucking kills me <laughs> yeah. every time. Like that is where you see that they really truly feel that it was just prop that these people were just property. Yeah. How could you do that if you didn't if you saw them as human? I cannot even imagine. It's just I don't ugh, it's awful. So you know I think that's when you know you're you have stooped to the lowest levels of humanity. Yeah. If you can even call it humanity any longer. <laughs> Seriously. The underbelly of it. Ugh, yeah. Did you have anything else? Or do you want to talk about kindness? <laughs> kindness? Kindness. I, love, I mean, I mean, I'm a big fan. Same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, that was the only ever, only other like overarching thing yeah. that I I felt I tracked in mm -hmm. this, but kind of hard to talk about it after slavery. <laughs> well, it'd be a you good know. mood lifter. <laughs> <laughs> Just realized I marked something for a possible hot seat question that is not a hot seat question, <laughs> but it's really funny. Anyways. <laughs> what is it? It's when... Um, when the barn owl comes in with the letter that oh, says yeah. that Harry is, you know, in trouble and the Masons are still there and 
Instance. Mrs. Mason screamed like a banshee and ran from the house shouting about lunatics. Mr. Mason stayed just long enough to tell the Dursleys that his wife was mortally afraid of birds of all shapes and sizes and to ask whether this was their idea of a joke. <laughs> just, I love that she was afraid of birds so much yeah. and like, I don't know. I just, it made me giggle that she ran screaming like a banshee. Yeah, like, I don't like birds, but I don't think I would have that rich. I don't, yeah, like, I'm not mortally afraid of yeah. them, but I fucking hate them. I know. I don't like We've birds. We've talked about this. I have been <laughs> shot upon by those sons of bitches, <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, yeah, I don't really have any. Oh, so, so what do you want to say about kindness, other than that we're fans of it? Um... Maybe that's it. Um, no, I just, I think we all intellectually understand how great kindness is, but I think it's just different when you experience kindness at this level, that even though Harry's gesture was, if anything, it was Harry trying to just get control of the situation. Like, okay, if he's not up and jumping around, if he's just sitting, at least we're calm, yeah. you know? But what it ends up meaning to Dobby to be asked to sit down, you know, like it was a level of kindness, not only that he didn't expect, but he actually hasn't even experienced before this moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, pretty crazy to think that nobody's ever just said, hey, sit down. Yeah. Like I'm sure <laughs> he's been ordered like sit, sit down, Dobby. <laughs> Like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a difference between being ordered and being offered <laughs> yeah. a seat. For like, sure. why don't you sit down? Yeah. Like, and would you like to have a seat? Yeah. I don't know. Not a ton to say about it, but I just love how how much. It's like we said, kindness costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. But look at how look at the value of it. Yes, for Dobby. Yes. And well, and that's the thing, too, is you just never know. Yeah. You never know how much a tiny, tiny little act of kindness like that can help somebody, you know? Yeah. Like, Ruby is very into, she loves giving people compliments. Everywhere we go, mm-hmm. she's always, like, anybody she sees that has, like, their makeup done or, you know, or just is a person that she thinks, is, she'll tell them, like, you're really pretty, by the way. As we're, like, walking past someone. How sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she loves it. And every single time, like, sometimes people don't even hear her because she literally is, like, (laughs) walking past them. But Drive-by compliments. Yes. (laughs) But sometimes it's, like, you know, the girl at Dutch Bros or the dude at Dutch Bros or whatever. And she'll always find something. Like, I like your rings. You know, like, if it's somebody wearing a bunch of jewelry or anything and it's like man i should adopt that into my life she just does it i don't know where she got it (laughs) i don't do it i'm really bad about it i try like yeah i i mean i think about it and sometimes like even this morning i was at dutch and the girl at the window was like really pretty and i wanted to tell her she was pretty but also she like kept not making eye contact Mm. like she was just really busy and I didn't want to be like, hey, you're really fucking pretty, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just drive off angrily. <laughs> <laughs> Will you listen to me compliment you, please? Oh, so pretty. 
Like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. But update. That's what I'm gonna try and adopt into my life. It's like angry, <laughs> angry reactions, angry compliments, on TikTok. Yes, I'm gonna do angry compliments. I can't fucking stand how gorgeous you are. <laughs> God, the shirt looks great on you. <laughs> that color brings out your eyes, <laughs> which are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna do it. I'm never gonna do it, but I'm gonna think about doing it. <laughs> Every time I do compliment someone, I'm gonna think about screaming it at them. <laughs> Phenomenal. On that note, should we just move on to hot seats, or okay, or do you have more no moments? No, I'm good. All right, you. Since you are so prepared, I throw the first hot seat oh. opportunity to you. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh. No, I'm not. Actually, <laughs> I'm really excited about this question because, as you know, we read this chapter thinking we were going to record it previously. Mm -hmm. So I had this question prepared <laughs> long before today. Oh. And I need you to keep that in mind. Okay. When I ask this question in terms of recent events. Okay. Because I think I already know your answer now, uh -oh. but I'm uh -oh. going to ask it anyway. So, um, at the very beginning, uh -huh. when Dobby is in his room, when Harry walks in, okay. he says, Harry Potter, in a high-pitched voice, <laughs> so long has Dobby wanted to meet you, sir. <laughs> Such an honor it is. <laughs> And I would really like to know if you've ever met someone oh! that you really wanted to meet for a really long time. And if so, how you handled it, how you spoke to them, how it went. Okay. <laughs> the whole story. Okay. Well, <laughs> damn. Yesterday was good to me for hot seats. Right? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I had this prepared like two weeks ago. And Whoa. then yesterday I happened. I don't know if I would have even had an answer before yesterday <laughs> i mean it would have just taken me 15 minutes to think of it i know but yesterday mm -hmm. um as we have mentioned on the podcast i am obsessed with crossfit like the sport of crossfit and like when the crossfit games air i take that week off of work <laughs> <laughs> so i can watch it <laughs> Is literally the only thing I follow. Like, I love the Boston Red Sox, but, like, I never watch games unless <laughs> it's, like, it happens beyond where I'm at. And so, uh, the 2021 20, CrossFit Games champion was Justin Medeiros, who I fucking met yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, fortuitous event. Like, he just signed on with a brand new supplement company and that supplement company i'll keep this as short as i can is <laughs> uh was started and mostly owned by three of the biggest names in crossfit one is the he was my hot seat answer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> to the the duel uh-huh uh five-time crossfit games champion and fittest man on earth matt fraser uh -huh. and then the buttery bros who are uh, YouTube media content creators and like they made their name through CrossFit. Now they kind of focus on like positive things happening in the fitness world. 
and I really wanted to meet them, but they weren't there. Um, <laughs> but Justin is the first athlete they signed. And um, he actually is part of the time based out of Boise. And he was doing the very first podium supplements meet and greet. <laughs> Less than five minutes from my work. <laughs> I was like, seems like a great time to take a lunch break. And I walked in and I, actually I drove by and I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, that's just a Maderos <laughs> standing outside of GNC. <laughs> And I feel like I actually handled it pretty well. I mean, I wasn't any weirder or more awkward than I normally am. <laughs> and other than I initially forgot to take a picture and I was like, I was buying something for Brittany and I, I asked the people there, I was like, is it dumb that I didn't get a picture? And they both went, yep. And I said, can I leave these here on the counter for a minute? <laughs> so I went and it was cool. Like, um, he's been featured on a lot of youtube videos and things like that and i mean it when i say if you've seen a youtube video of him that's the person you're getting when you meet him and it was cool to watch him interact and like all of us fucking know who he is but he like you walk up and he's like hey i'm justin and puts his hand out to shake your hand and like uh, he asked me like what i did and stuff like that so he was really down to earth and just probably one of the most personable people I've met just like knowing like you're kind of a big deal <laughs> in the fitness world so yeah he goes to BSU and partially home-based out of Boise that's so awesome <laughs> but I feel like I actually handled it pretty well that's good that's was... much better than my story <laughs> <laughs> yeah I want to hear it <laughs> oh my gosh okay so Mark and I used to be really into MMA we used to watch oh. a lot of UFC fights and there was one fight probably, I don't even know, 10 years ago that, uh, unfortunately it's a Joe Rogan quote, but, um, <laughs> when he used to do commentary, yeah. uh, it, the, the fighter's name is Matt Hughes and there was a fight going on and if you're not aware of MMA, this isn't going to make sense, but I'm not going to explain it. Anyway, the quote from Joe Rogan was, few men can survive the full mount of Matt Hughes. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Mark and I have said that, like, I, in so many different contexts that I don't even know how we bring it up, but we <laughs> use that quote on a regular basis. <laughs> I don't know how. That's full awesome. men have survived the full mount of Matt Hughes. <laughs> so several years later, I'm walking through an airport in St. Louis I think it was St. Louis. I think that's where Matt Hughes lives. Anyway, walking through an airport and I see Matt, Matt Hughes go into the men's bathroom <laughs> and like a fucking stalker, <laughs> I stand outside and wait for him to come out <laughs> because what I really want to do is share that quote with him and think and, and see if he thinks it's as funny as I do, but I'm apparently a complete lunatic when it comes to like, <laughs> quote famous people because he comes out of the bathroom and I'm like you're Matt Hughes <laughs> this is where it would be great to have video I'm so grateful there is no video of this I think I think I said you're Matt Hughes or I said are you Matt Hughes I'm not sure no I, I said you're Matt Hughes and he was like most people usually greet me with a hello like he was not pleased. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, fuck. I already fucked it up. So then I got real nervous 
And then I was just like, oh, well, hi, uh, I'm a big fan and I just wanted to say hi and maybe could I get a picture for my husband, please? Because <laughs> he's back home and I'm here. And and I, and he was just like, yeah, it's fine. And like, he was like, just shut up and take the picture. Yeah, he was not happy with Uh-oh. me. And then I was so flustered by it that I forgot to ask him about the quote. Aww. So I'll still never know if he thinks that's as funny of a quote as <laughs> oh, we <no>. do. <laughs> And if I ever saw him again, he'd probably be like, that's her. That's the girl. Get her away from me. That's the lady. (laughs) So, yeah, I didn't do so good. I didn't do so hot on the meeting someone. It wasn't like he was somebody I really wanted to meet, though. It was more just a chance encounter with a famous person that I was like, I know who you are. I recognize your cauliflower ear. Can I please talk to you? (laughs) Right? So, I yeah, I didn't do well. But... (laughs) You know, tis what is. Man, I'm going to have to think about who I would have said before, before Justin, but all right. You ready for this? Yes. So there's that moment where Dobby's been really loud and Harry knows BD is coming up the stairs. Oh no. So he's like, quick, get in the closet. So when is the moment when you knew you were in deep shit <gasps> and you were like, ah, shit. And like, we're kind of. Like, trying to scramble for a way out of oh, it. Oh, I got this. <laughs> and it also ends in a closet. <laughs> uh, I have this. I'm so excited to not have a 15-minute pause that no one else ever hears but us. <sighs> anyway, uh, when I was in high school, I used to be a naughty girl. And I would go to parties where there was naughty. drinking, underage drinking. Gonna Can you imagine you that? Zoo. I know, right? Placard that says underage drinker. Mm-hmm. I also used to be a smoker, which yeah. is super gross. But also, mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am 41 years old and I don't think you ever knew that, but you don't listen, so it's fine. Anyway, um, I was at a kegger. The keg was in the garage. I was standing in the garage with a cigarette in one hand and a solo cup in the other hand. <laughs> And there was like probably eight or 10 of us in that room. Everybody else was inside or in the backyard. And I look over, there's like a window in the garage that leads to the like side yard, right? I look over to the window just on like, just looking around the room and there's a, there's a cop standing (laughs) right there. Oh fuck. (laughs) And I was just like, oh shit. Um, Okay. Put my cigarette in my beer, put my beer on top of the fridge, walk inside the house and go, there's fucking cops here, guys. (laughs) And so everybody freaked out and scrambled and ran. And this kid, we will call him Owen, um, grabs my hand and is like, let's go, let's go. Like, and he's more familiar. It wasn't his house, but he was more, it was like one of his buddies house. Mm -hmm. So he like pulls me upstairs and into this room and the first thing he does is like, get in the bed, get in the bed, pretend you're asleep. And I'm like, okay. And so, and like, I hadn't, I wasn't like drunk. I had had a, you know, maybe a beer or whatever, but I was just enough like freaked out that I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Get in the bed. Then he climbs in the bed with me. And I'm just like, nope, I don't like this. Yeah. And I was like, mm, I don't think this will work. We should probably find somewhere else to hide. And he's like, okay, all right, uh, let's get in the closet. And so I'm like, okay, fine. So we get in the closet in this bedroom. We're like climbing over luggage and <laughs> like behind hanging prom dresses from like the older sister or whatever. 
and we sit down and we're super quiet. We hear all kinds of like running up and down stairs, like doors opening and closing and slamming. And we're like, oh my God, the cops are raiding this house. <laughs> we are so fucked. We are going to jail. Like we had, and then, but we're in there forever, right? And it's just so noisy out and we did not want to reveal ourselves. So at one point he looks at me and he goes, you know, we should probably figure out something to do to occupy our time. And I'm like, uh, okay, Lear. <laughs> kiss rapist right i was like yeah no i have a boyfriend and you're on the football team with him so fuck off <laughs> bye um but we He's just gonna sat there. try and kill our english teacher <laughs> <laughs> so we sat there for freaking ever and ever and ever and it finally started to quiet down and, and he and i was like okay i think we're safe so we go out and everybody's like drinking has their cups everybody's still going <laughs> And the whole entire time, the cops never came in the house. <laughs> the mom was home. Oh, she went to the door and was like, "No, they're all on, they're all overage. You're fine. You can go." And like, basically told the cop to fuck off. Well, and the whole all the running up and down the stairs and doors and stuff was just the fucking kids at the party. So we sat in this goddamn closet for like thirty or forty minutes for no reason. And it was um, very traumatic, but anyway, (laughs) that's it. Well, my example would be, I think my cousin and I were like 12 years old and me and my family were visiting my grandmother in New Mexico and my cousin also lived in New Mexico and we stole a pack of cigarettes <laughs> from a grocery store and I don't know why but my grandmother's old car that no longer ran was like parked in the backyard and it was mostly shielded by the garage and so we like snuck out to the car like the windows were down and stuff like that but we were like let's smoke cigarettes and so we had gotten a few down. I don't know how we didn't oh, get sick. Like it's gosh. not not like chain, uh, not like sucking them down. But we had just been left alone outside long enough to get one or two down. And I remember, oh man, to this day, to this day, I remember this moment so clearly. <laughs> I'm sitting in the passenger side. She's sitting in the driver's side. So I'm more exposed. Like we had fresh cigarettes lit, and I'm like taking one of the first drags off of this cigarette and I hear my mother Nicole Whitaker and I'm like (laughs) turn and I see her out of the window and I was like fuck in my little brain I'd say that but we were like trying to put them out real fast I was like what what we weren't doing anything but I was a deep shit and I got my ass beat oh I got my ass beat by my dad oh <sighs> brought out the belt so oh. not only did i know i was in deep shit you i actually were. got in deep shit oh man and uh, man the way my heart dropped the second i heard her yell my name i was like that's probably the worst trouble i ever got in oh man that's terrible the yeah. trouble the story is good all right social media that's a thing we're on it at filtered through fiction on instagram filtered through fiction.com 
that's it. And hey, as always, thank you for listening. And I guess until next time, speak, speak not, not the, the name. name. Bye. Bye. Bye.